Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Here we are, Alex Regla. It is the day before the NBA Finals, and the LA Lakers are in it. What's going on, man? How are you today? I'm doing good, man. I'm really excited. I think I'm, I was trying to think about it yesterday, how old I was, like the last time the Lakers were in the finals. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely wasn't old enough to like really, really care, I guess you can say. Like I like now, like knowing like the like every single thing that's happened to the team this year and kind of being attached to them. It's really exciting to like watch the team from opening night to getting to, you know, getting to the finals and I'm pumped. What about you? Yeah. Well, it's been 10 years, and I remember the last time they were in it, or when they won it, and it was awesome because I was 24, 23 years, 23 years old, and I just remember hating the Celtics, still do, and it, I was a little bummed that they, they're playing the Heat because I would love to see that Lakers-Celtics uh, rivalry go into the finals, but I remember being super excited, and I remember just loving every moment of that series because it went seven and it was you know kobe's final one and phil jackson's final one it was just a cool cool series so i think let's not i know that we want to get like everyone's going to like preview the series and get analytical and everybody has their storylines that they want to talk about we do too but let's just take a moment to talk about the lakers are in the finals like you know like there lebron james came to the lakers to make it to the finals and he did he did it in his second year and that was what we all wanted especially once they got anthony davis and the reason i say it like that is there's there was another team in la that was supposed to be there too and they're now going through a whole other thing that's not the nba finals you know they just the clippers just fired I guess they fired Doc Rivers. They called it a mutual separation, but they just fired Doc Rivers. And now, as a Laker fan, it's just so exciting to have them back in the finals. I wish it was at Staples Center. I wish it was in L.A. But, hey, we all got to do what we got to deal with. But just the excitement of this feeling of being back in the finals is just, it's great. And I missed it. And I love that it's here again. Yeah, I mean, I remember when, like, they first came to Orlando and with everything going on in the world with COVID and everything, like basketball felt like an escape at that time. And now the kind of city can kind of rally together for this finals matchup. And obviously we can't do it in person or at Staples Center or if there's a celebration if they win. But I think it does kind of bring the city together. Like we all have something to root for. We have something to take our mind off of like while we watch. Um, and the same goes for Miami and their fans. So, uh, yeah, it's this team has kind of been a really bright spot for the city and for the fans all year where it's been a really tough year. And we've kind of gone through everything with this team. So it's really cool to see them get this far. Not only that, we just looked it up right before we started recording. The Dodgers play at the same time on game it's one. It's crazy. <laughs> so you got the Lakers in the NBA Finals at 6 o'clock. You got the Dodgers taking on the Brewers in the wild card at 6.30. I'm sure most people will choose the Lakers just because it's the finals. Yeah. But, you know, it's great for the city of L.A. You got the number one team in baseball in the Dodgers. You got the number one team in basketball in the Lakers. And it's it's a crazy time to be a sports fan. We've never had the NBA finals going on at the same time as the baseball playoffs. So 
Uh, who knows what the outcome is going to be? We all have our ideas. I don't necessarily know if the Lakers are favored by a lot. I haven't looked up the games yet, like as far as odds in Vegas go. But I think if you're a Laker fan, you're fully going in. You're fully expecting going into this series to win it. Mm-hmm. At least I am. And I don't think it's going to be an easy series. I don't even think the series against the Nuggets was easy and they won 4-1. to one. Um, But I fully expect, my expectation is that the Lakers are going to be the NBA champions this year. Yeah, I think it's going to be similar to that Denver series. Like you said, those games were tough. Like, they were really hard. And then the end result was still the Lakers in five, you know. I'm not sure if that's how many games this one's going to go. But yeah, like you said, I, I think I'm confident and a lot of the fans are confident that this team has already proven that they could adjust to like literally any play style. Like to go from Portland to Houston to Denver, those are three completely different teams. And to beat all of them in five games and just adjust on the fly and show that they could, the coaching staff can do what it takes. Like they benched guys, they started different uh, starting lineups they played different guys together. Like they made the proper adjustments, and I think that's what it takes going into a finals that you have to prove you can do. And this team's done that. Yeah, that's a whole story that you know the the job that Frank Vogel and his coaching staff has done will not. You probably won't ever get too much credit because you're you're coaching LeBron, and LeBron takes all the headlines. But we've talked about him mm-hmm. before, and and I asked the question in the off season because you know Frank Vogel was not the Lakers' first choice. He wasn't their second choice. He, they kind of just backed into Frank Vogel. And I asked the question, did the Lakers back into a better situation? Just because the storylines go away when you have someone that has no relationship with LeBron James. You don't have the Ty Lue isn't really coaching, LeBron is. You don't. Ha- you know what I'm saying? Like you have, those are gone. And Frank Vogel's done such a good job, in my opinion, just making changes, f- adjusting on the fly, like you said. Making changes that no one even saw coming, like playing THT in the second round. Yeah. Uh, going to a small lineup against the Rockets and then making a lineup change in your starting lineup out of nowhere. And he's done so many things. You know, even that series, that game that they lost to the Nuggets, going to a zone and giving yourself a chance to win when you were down 20 going into the fourth quarter. Just, I think he's done an exceptional job. And it's been nice to not have the, is Jason Kidd ready to overthrow Frank Vogel? You know, like those never came out. It's been, uh, it's been as successful as you can almost be if they win it's access as successful as you could ever imagine for frank vogel so far uh, yeah I, like again yeah he's exceeded every expectation like going into the season i think people were kind of cautiously cautiously optimistic with him like he's definitely a good defensive coach he's a respected coach but yeah like you mentioned the jason kidd stuff and what happens if they start slow and then there's drama but like he literally got through this year unscathed like nothing bad has been said about him or really like we nitpick about his rotations during the regular season, but like in hindsight, like those were just small little things that really didn't matter. And uh, he's earned the respect from his players, obviously like it, you have to have the respect from your players to make the rotations he's had to do and make the changes to the starting lineup that he's done and like tell Dwight, oh, we're just not going to play you this series to we're going to start you the next series. Like you, I mean, if you don't have buy-in from your players, you can't do that can't do that without ruffling some feathers yeah that's a great point exactly what you just said because you can do all the things he did but if the players aren't buying in then it's not going to work 
and the players have bought in. And that's a great example that you brought up, Dwight Howard. He didn't play a single minute in the Rocket series, and then he becomes a starter in the Nugget series and plays exceptionally well. So you have to have the ability. Well, A, you have to have a team that's willing to accept those changes, and then you have to have them buy in. Um, it's It's been a very, very, very pleasant surprise. I think regardless of who the head coach was, I still think the, the goal and the expectation for a lot of Laker fans was this, to make it to the NBA Finals. But it's happening, and... I don't want to lose sight that it's actually happening. I, I don't know. Like that's to me, the biggest story is that the Lakers played so bad when the bubble restarted and all the questions research, all the questions surfaced, not resurfaced because they played well, you know, is this team good enough? Did the, did the five months off affect them? Can they do it in the bubble? Is LeBron pissed off? Remember like right away there was like, Oh, there's other stuff that's not on the court happening. I mean, the players were saying it and they went through that adversity and they've won every series four to one. It's been it's been crazy to it's been not crazy it's been great to watch. Yeah, I mean it's been impressive to beat to beat the teams they've beat in like five games. It just again it shows how good this team really is, and uh, again the adjustment aspect I mentioned. Just uh, I can't say enough about like how well they've played together. And this Miami. Let team, me ask you this. Yeah, go for it. Are you surprised by how well they've played together? Because the story is still the story the lakers have ad and lebron and who else and yet they keep winning series four to one are you surprised that they are winning these series not easily but you know when you look at the record it's easily i mean i, I, mean, I have an issue with that like they have those two guys and like nothing else and i'm not saying that you're saying that but that has been a talking point like all week in all playoffs and really all year like going into the season we saw all the videos of the analysts giving their predictions of where the Lakers were going to be and who's going to come out the West. And it usually came back to, yeah, they have LeBron and AD and nothing else. But I think all year, and especially in the playoffs, their role players have been so good. Like, obviously, they're not stars. They're not these big names. Uh, they're not the youngest. Like, they have a lot of veterans, but they just know their role really well and they do really well in it. Like, KCP, Rondo, Dwight, Caruso, all these guys are playing better, or and not like they're meeting their season standards, but I think they've exceeded those in the playoffs also, like when they needed them the most. So I am I am surprised that everyone's come together and everyone's playing well at the right time. It's hard to do, like that's really hard to do. Yeah, it is, and you know what? It's the reason why that storyline is there is because it's not the same guy every time. Like you said, it's someone else playing their role at a higher level each game, but it's balancing out where someone is stepping up in that in that in that role, whether it's by scoring, whether it's by defense. Like I think you pointed out, I believe it was you or Harrison that pointed out on Twitter why Danny Green has been so important, regardless of his three point shooting. I think it was you, yeah, because it's that closeout defense, it's the extra effort on defense that he's shown, and he's not the only one. You know, Caruso is not going to light up the box score. But yet every single person on this organization is nothing but complimentary about Alex Caruso for as much of a meme as he's turned into. He's still putting his role in Kuzma has flashes that he showed in those first two seasons as a Laker. And it, it it shows you why the Lakers chose him to stay of the three guys that they traded away. Um, You got playoff Rondo out of nowhere 
literally everything you just said, it's it's not every game that all four step up, but someone steps up every game. And they're going to need to continue this to go. I don't want to like make this sound like, you know, we're talking about the Lakers winning a championship. No, we're talking about the Lakers getting to a championship. And the reason why I think I appreciate it more, as I alluded to it, is because of what the Clippers are going through right now. Because never, nothing in the NBA, nothing in sports is ever a given. As good as you are, as the as high as expectations as you set on yourself, nothing is given in, in sports. And I just want to, just at least for another 24 hours, soak it in and appreciate the fact that the Lakers made it to where mm-hmm. they're supposed to make it. Yeah, and LeBron said that himself, right? Like, after they beat the Nuggets, that was kind of the first things he said in those post-game interviews was, we're going to enjoy this. Like, this is not something that happens every year. Like, and, and that's coming from a guy who literally gets to the finals almost every other year. Every you know? year. <laughs> but it's yeah. true. Like, we don't, like, say a guy like Caruso. Like, we don't know if this is going to be the last finals he ever gets to. Like, a guy like right. THT, like, uh, like, these are things that are not easy to do. And you have to kind of appreciate the process that, that comes with it. And, like, every step of the way, you celebrate that win just getting to the finals is worth celebrating obviously the job's not done like he said and everyone said but like you do have to kind of step back and appreciate what they've done to get here and i think you have to do that i want to bring up a name that i'm sure a lot of people have not heard of here on this podcast there's a player by the name in the nfl by the name of Takio spikes are you familiar with this player uh yeah i remember him he played in the league for 14 years Guess how many times he made the playoffs? I'm guessing zero. None. <laughs> yeah. And he was a pro bowler for two wow. years. He was an all pro. He played for 14 years. He played for franchises like the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Chargers, and never once made the playoffs. So I and I followed the Chargers when they, you know, here down in San Diego. So I know that storyline because it was so amazing to me that he never made the playoffs. And it I just has an appreciation for the fact that when you do have this these hyped and heightened expectations, when you're the team that gets talked about nonstop, win or win or lose, bad or good, you know, I want to just soak it in a little bit more before I uh, before we get into like the game game, you know, because once that happens and we're all in on yeah. the game, then it's it's all heat all the time. I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot about Jimmy Butler because he's just always a soundbite ready to happen. Bam versus AD. Did you know that Goran Dragic is the Heat top scorer in the postseason? I, I, wow. I would have missed that. I didn't know yeah, that, I but I think the Heat, I, that's a great like segue. I think the Heat are a lot like the Lakers in a few ways. I think they're very similar teams. Um, but they ha- like you said, it's their third guy is someone different every single night. Like It could be Duncan Robinson in Game 7, and it could be Tyler Hero Game 6. It could be Goran all playoffs. Like They have just different guys who step up and that's very reminiscent of the lakers well you talked about this off air and a little bit um you alluded to it how the lakers it's it's kind of said like the lakers have the two best players in this series and the heat have the next eight and you know you look at the box score and they have six players that average double digit points six so yeah maybe that's true but it's going to be a very interesting series because the Lakers have not played anybody like the Heat as far as depth, as far as de- like they're going to have their hands full on offense because the Heat play defense. 
and they haven't been playing defensive monsters on the Western Conference. So um, just first general thought, when you look at the first matchup, when you look at the matchup against the Heat, what is the number one thing that stands out to you? I think it's that that this is going to be the first team the Lakers have played in the playoffs who are physical. And I think Denver is mentally strong. I think they have to be mentally strong to do what they've done to come back for all those 3-1 deficits and just to play that hard. And um, but I think Miami's like one of the few teams who are like the Lakers. Like they're both physical teams. Bam is physical. They got Crowder, Iguodala. Like these guys are strong. These guys are tough. Uh, Butler, obviously. So I am. That's going to be something I'm interested in seeing. Which team kind of has that advantage in terms of the athleticism, the physicality? Because the Lakers have kind of just been able to out athlete every other team. Like if you have LeBron and AD, you're just going to be better from a few different standpoints and when it comes to like the physical side of things. But Miami is one of the kind of, they're like a true Eastern conference, like throwback team, right? Like they're mm-hmm. tough, they're deep. Like they're like, look at their, like their star, Jimmy Butler. Like it all starts with him. And that's kind of the culture that he's set up there. So that's going to be cool to watch. Like this, this series should be pretty hard hitting. I think. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see because when you get punched in the mouth, a lot of teams don't like to punch back <coughs> Clippers. So, <laughs> We like I don't think the Lakers haven't been punched in the mouth, but in a different way. When you have a team like the Nuggets who just continued to come back and come back and come back offensively, it was uh they they managed to like score points and beat them. But no team has really like shut them down. The Lakers are averaging, I believe, the third most points in the playoffs. They're winning their uh win differential, their margin of victory is the top in the NBA in the playoffs. So I feel like the, the series have been close, but the stats tell you otherwise. So this will be interesting to see. When I think of the Heat, I do think of the physicalness that they bring. But I also look at the depth and how really they don't have too much. I mean, obviously, I don't really want to compare even before the break because that's just we're all different. You know, every team is different before the COVID break. But they don't really have a lot of experience going up against the Heat. Um when I I just see Jimmy Butler, man, and and I maybe that's just the the first take in me where I just look at the the guy and I like to focus on the guy, but to me he's just built different. Like he got his way out of the, out of Minnesota because it wasn't working for him. He's got his way out of the 76ers because it wasn't working for him. Like he's the kind of guy that I see like he knows what he wants. He wants to go get it, and he's gonna stop at nothing to get it. And he kind of scares me a lot more than than really anybody I could think of else in the East. Like, yeah. listen, Giannis is a great player, but I wasn't too scared of Giannis. I, I don't know why. Different it's a mindset. different mindset. It's the mentality of Jimmy Butler. It it worries me because I just feel like the guy will just freaking literally, I don't think a lot of guys, I mean, it's basketball. You're really not going to die on the court, but you know the expression. Mm-hmm. I feel like he would be down to die on the court if it means the Heat win. Yeah, it, uh, yeah exactly. And that's what I, yeah, that's all I was trying to say with the physical aspect. Like, it all starts with him, right? Like, he got out of Minnesota, why? Because there were young guys there who were immature that he kind of punked in practice because he knew he wasn't going to win there. He knew that they didn't have the same mindset he did. And then he went to Philly, and what did he do in Philly in the playoffs? He was their go-to guy in the playoffs. When they had guys like Embiid, Simmons, he was the guy taking the last shots. He was the guy playing defense. He was their leading scorer. And then what happens when he leaves Philly? Like, they fall apart. Like, it... It's obviously he has that reputation of being a bad locker room guy, but I think it's kind of similar. 
obviously not direct one-on-one comparison to Kobe, but I think they have the same kind of mentality where he understands winning is basically all, right? He's going to go where mm-hmm. he needs to win with guys who he knows that it's important to them too. And then you look at this Heat team, and they have the same mindset he does. Like, they don't have any stars really besides him and Bam, but they all are just tough, like, fearless guys. Like, Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero are basically rookies, right? And they're yeah. taking these huge shots, and they're shooting them like they know they're going to make them. Like, that's not easy to do. I, so I have a lot of respect for this team. Uh, real quick side note. You want to feel a little bit old? Well, at least I do. Uh, Tyler Hero will be the first player ever to play in an NBA Finals born after the year 2000. Oh, shit. That's crazy. He was born January 20th, <laughs> 2000. You know what? I What about THT? Right, but I think THT may not play. Uh, okay, I get what you mean. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but so, yeah, I saw that too. I saw Harrison or someone from our account at Lakers SBN tweet that. Well, what if THT plays first? Then he'll be the first, but I don't see him I playing get, before yeah, yeah, Tyler yeah. Hero. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, both of them That's will be crazy. will be uh, two players born after, well, 2000 or after. Uh, first time in the NBA. I mean, that's that's crazy. I mean, I already felt old when the LA Rams head coach was the same age as me. <laughs> so now I feel really like, whoa, boy, man, I was in middle school. So um, that's just a side note, though. Okay, so that's just first thoughts of the series. It's going to be a physical series. I think we could all agree on that. Where do you think the Lakers will be tested the most besides the physical and defensive end? Is I'm, I'm talking like specific matchup. Which matchup are you looking at? Like, oh, that's the one right there. Is it Bam versus AD like everyone's talking about? That's a good question. I haven't thought about like the one specific matchup. Um, is it Jimmy versus LeBron? Are we going to see Jimmy versus LeBron for 48 minutes a game? Because we saw LeBron take over defensive duties on Jamal Murray in the fourth quarter, but he didn't guard him for four quarters. Are we going to see LeBron guarding Jimmy Butler for four quarters? Or is that going to be like, let me kind of build myself to the fourth quarter and then switch over to Jimmy Butler? Yeah, I think, Le- I mean, it's the finals, right? So I think if in those earlier rounds in the regular season, LeBron really didn't have to exert everything on defense. Like he did on stretches against Jamal Murray, like you said, and against Harden and Westbrook at times. Um, but thankfully they have guys like KCP, guys like Danny Green, who can take some of that responsibility from him. But I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on Jimmy late. But it, in terms of your question, like I guess how well they can... Like, it's not a one-to-one matchup, but how mm-hmm. well they can check guys like Robinson Hero. Um, so Miami's has this reputation of being a really good three-point shooting team, right? At, but basically, they have the exact same three-point percentage as the Lakers in the playoffs. And they had a really mm. bad shooting uh, series against Boston in terms of, like, their wide-open shots. They are shooting, like, 29% on those. So I don't think they're like the Golden State Warriors, as some teams are, or some people are trying to make them out to be. Like, obviously, Hero and Robinson are great, great shooters. So is Drogic. But, like, they're not knockdown guys. I think it's just a matter of making sure they don't get in a groove early and get that confidence early. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I am curious to see how the Lakers match up with those two guys specifically. What about you? One thing, one thing I'm confident, uh, specifically, uh, I'm very curious to see AD versus Bam. Mm-hmm. Because he's played Nurkic, he's played um, Jokic. Sorry, I'm getting my itches confused. <laughs> and, and obviously he didn't play a center in, in Houston. I'm not saying that Jokic and Nurkic are not great players. I just don't think they're even anywhere near the defensive player Bam is. Or the athlete, right? Or the athlete that Bam is. Like someone that could actually guard him like legitimately on the three-point line. 
So I think AD has a lot of pressure on him. He already does because he, we need him to score at least 25 every game. That's just a fact. I mean, I, I think they did win one game without him doing that. But that that is the matchup that I'm going to keep an eye on. How well can Bam... Because Bam hasn't played anybody like AD either. So let's not forget that. So AD has been playing lights out in the postseason. And I'm not even sure if he's 100% healthy after rolling that ankle injury. But he's been playing lights out. So Bam's never faced anybody like AD. I'll flip it that way. So that matchup is, to me, the number one matchup I want to see. And then secondly, you brought it up. I do want to see how Vogel is going to guard Jimmy Butler. Like, are you... Is there someone on this team that you have to double every time? Because they double Jamal Murray a lot. I don't think there. I I wouldn't double. Like I, I'd be afraid to kind of double against. I think defensively the Lakers match up really well with Miami. Like I I think there's uh, like I don't want to be too confident, but I think they have like this is stylistically I think a good matchup for the Lakers. Like outside okay. like Bam and AD, I think you said like that's gonna be a really great because they're both kind of these crazy like modern centers who can be like they can hang on the perimeter and go in the interior um but like with jimmy the lakers have wings they have lebron and then for miami they have wings they have crowder iguodala butler they're very similar in a lot of ways and i think kind of just stylistically i think the lakers i I just want to see who is able to gain that physical advantage overall i think who's the better athletes in this series like if bam like, AD needs to, like, out-bam-bam bam in this series, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does to me. But explain what you mean. So, like, Bam in those in every round in the East, like, he's been just... No one's been able to, like, shut him down, right? Because he's quicker than other centers. He uh, He's more explosive than other centers. He can hang on the perimeter. He could guard multiple positions. And for AD, he's been that in the West. Like you said, he hasn't... All the traditional bigs can't guard AD just because he could take him out. He could space them out. He could pull him out of the paint. He could take him off the dribble. And these are things Bam is good at defensively. And I think AD just has to kind of prove that uh, he's better at doing those things or he can exploit those things more than Bam does in this series. Anthony Davis has stepped up because the questions surrounded him. Can he be that guy? Can he show up in when all the spotlights are on him? You know, he's he's kind of played on a he's made it to the playoffs. He's played on a team that there was no expectations for him on the Pelicans. Anthony Davis has answered every question that I think most people have had about his ability to perform in the playoffs. I mean, he's probably exceeded a lot of those things because he's playing like he's been doing this forever in the playoffs. So I think he's up for the challenge. It is a very very, it's the one matchup that I'm curious to see how well they will do against each other. I wouldn't be surprised if one one wins one game, one wins the other. You know, it's going to be a little back and forth on that one. Um, it's, it's it's funny though because like we've talked about before how the Lakers cannot have don't have someone to stop that fast point guard. And who have they played in the playoffs? They've played Damian Lillard. Yes, yeah. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> And Jamal Murray, and yet four to one. So my concern about Goran Dragic, I'm like, yeah, I'm concerned about him because he scores a lot and he drives in a lot. But the Lakers have seemed to either, I guess, not neutralize, but if 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 they're going to go out and score forty, we're going to stop everybody else. So I think this goes back to that question we were talking about earlier about like the Lakers have the two best players in the series and just like the depth question. Like, how important do you think that is in reality in the finals? Like. Don't you like? Will it just come down to the stars being the stars? Do you think those bench guys, those rotation guys, 
really will be like what determines the series or do you think we're kind of overblowing that it's i i'm of the belief that it's always the the other guys that that have to make that moment happen obviously you'll have moments like anthony davis making a buzzer beater Mm -hmm. but i also have in my head ray allen making a three for the heat to beat the spurs Mm -hmm. i have uh ron artest making a key three to like to win it to ice a game I just have these moments in my head. Like Andre Iguodala was the MVP of an NBA Finals for the Warriors. Um, so it's it's like I always do feel like there will be. I think the big big moments come from the moments. I'm not talking about as a as a whole. The moments. I don't know. I just have a feeling that it's always the other guys that make those moments happen. But as a whole, AD and LeBron are 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 important. But I I think that it's going to take like KCP scoring like 16 or 18 one game or, you know, things like that. That's what I think. So last series, we kind of, this is actually a good segue. Last series, we talked about who do you think the X factor would be going into that series? And we both agreed it was Dwight, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought, I think that was true. I think Dwight was the X factor. Him starting his uh, defense and intensity against Jokic really kind of shifted that series and made him uncomfortable. So who do you think like the non AD, non LeBron guys, who do you think is the X factor going into this series? Like when you ask the question without even thinking about it, I I just thought of KCP. Wow. Uh-huh. I think KCP is going to have to score continuously. I think KCP is going to be asked to guard some guys like all game because the Heat have a lot of guys that you said like wing guys. Yeah. Uh, it's first thing I think of is, is KCP, but I still think Dwight is equally as important. Um, I think he's kind of... Would you be surprised to see Dwight start again? Uh, or you think he goes back to JaVale? Do you I, think they go I small? I think it's what like think? JaVale's like their default option, right? Like, I don't know if you played 2K, but, like, you have your default starting lineup, so then you kind of forget to make changes in the rotation. It's like, oh, crap, I forgot to do that. So, like, it's just the same starting lineup all year. I think mm-hmm. McGee is kind of like that. I think Vogel is just going to start McGee and then adjust from there. Um... I think Dwight because McGee has not played. He really, hasn't played that. He great. has not played well. Yeah. Um. I mean, he barely played in the Houston series, but in the Nuggets series, he did not play very well. Yeah. So it's gonna be. I, hopefully, he steps up this series, or I don't even know if he plays at all. So we'll see. But like, in terms of X factors, what do you think about like Markeith Morris? Maybe? I think he's. Are you going? I, to- I think they need his physicality for sure, and I think yeah. they need someone to space the floor. And he's been amazing shooting wise i think there's gonna be i think you know before you answer yeah. it because you said this physicality and i started thinking about markeith and jimmy i think there's gonna be a lot of technicals this series between between okay <laughs> between dwight jimmy markeith J- crowder crowder he might get kicked out of a game or something you know like <laughs> uh him and lebron have a past you know Iguodala and lebron like, yeah, there's going to be technicals. It's going to be a rough series. Like, it kind of reminds me of the Lakers-Detroit series, like, when they were the Super Lakers. I'm not saying it's going to have the same result, but, like, just two kind of physical teams, and Detroit try to, like, use their physicality to kind of throw the Lakers off guard. I think Miami's probably going to try to do the same. So what do you think? Who's the, who's the guy? So I laughed when you said KCP just because, man, how far have we come, right? I know, especially on this podcast, man. We go from, like, bashing on the guy all year and, like, just getting upset they're bringing him back to, like, him being amazing in last series to saying he's going to be the X Factor in the NBA Finals. And it's not crazy. Like, that. I think that's a good call. 
like you said, I think he needs to play great defense on the shooters. He needs to kind of stick on them when they're running off screens. This team does move off ball really well with Hero and uh, Duncan Robinson. So he needs to kind of stick those guys. And he might be asked to guard Jimmy. Um, but I think I would, I'm going to pick Danny Green. I think I'm going to pick the other the other backcourt guy. Okay. Um, he hit a really big shot in that game against Denver at the end. I thought his defense was really good that game also. Um, he's another guy that they might throw on Jimmy. He might get a lot of possessions against Jimmy. He also has to do the same things KCP does. He has to make sure their wings kind of, he sticks with them. He does leave them open. And I feel like we're due. We're really due for like Danny <laughs> Green to like catch fire from three. All year we've been waiting for it. Maybe this is the finals. This is the time when it actually happens. It would be great, man. It would be great. I don't want to talk trash about Danny Green anymore. <laughs> about his, specifically his three point shooting. I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, I just want to. I want to be like Danny Green. He went five of five. It was amazing. You know, like it was great. Uh, let's let's let let me tell you this though. If Danny Green has a game three, like he did last year, I remember this game, six of ten from three uh, from three point, eighteen points. That'd be nice, Danny Green. It could happen. That would be nice. It could happen. It could happen. It would. It could happen. Okay, before we get to our weekly predictions, I didn't even intro our our us officially because we're so excited. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86. You're Alex Regla at Alex M Regla um, on Twitter. Yeah. Check us out there whenever you want. Late, uh, silverscreenandroll.com. There's so much good content on silverscreenandroll.com right now. I yeah. very much advise you guys to go read it. It's It's been cool. Yeah, Harris, There's a lot of good yeah, stuff. Yeah, Harrison wrote a really good piece today. Uh, Drew Garrison, who's the guy who actually hired me uh, back when I joined Silver Screen and Roll. Oh, wow. He came back and wrote a really cool piece today. Uh, Sabri- did I see something from Jeff Perlman? I, I think I think they um, did something about his book uh, today. Okay. I've checked that out. And uh, Sabrina did a really good article yesterday on Rondo. Yeah, so that, that whole crew is doing a really good job. Um, yeah. And have you written anything for your no, newsletter I've, ahead of this finals? No, I haven't yet. I, I wanted to. Like, like I was telling you off air, I literally jumped off a meeting yeah. with like some students and directly right into this. So I just, it's been crazy and hectic and... Like, just staring at the screen all day is kind of like, oh, and then to go back and write, it's just not been fun. Yeah. I don't wear glasses, but I bought glasses, like the the, the glare protector like glasses. Like the, blue, I think the they're... blue light. Uh, yeah. 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 I got mad eyes ones just because I, you know, working from home, I'm staring at a computer screen for eight to 10 hours mm-hmm. a day. And it's, yeah, I get what you're saying, man. I can only imagine trying to teach kids while staring at a computer screen all day. Um, hey, maybe something, maybe an idea because you are a Dodger fan like this time in LA with Dodgers Lakers at the same time never has happened could be something could be something there I don't know I, I I don't know for some reason I thought you were going to suggest like me getting a cardboard cutout version of myself for the zoom meetings or something I thought that's where oh, you're going there's... with it <laughs> I mean if you can get away with it <laughs> we saw it on we saw it on home alone it's possible it's true yeah was that all? Okay, so uh, before we get to our predictions, anything else that you want to talk about this series before we get to predictions? Because by the time we're on next Tuesday, the Lakers could be crowned, could be crowned champions. Oh, shit. They, That's crazy to think they about. Could, they could sweep. I mean, the Heat could be crowned champions. Who knows? So um, anything else before we get to? Because you were right the last time. The Lakers did not lose anymore. Uh, 
So last thing I, the newest thing I saw on Twitter was, okay, uh, we have the jerseys for game one. Uh, Lakers are going to wear gold, heat in black. And they okay. also said the Lakers will wear the Mamba uniforms in games two and seven. So they will wear those jerseys. So they're only so they're only going to wear it once. That's yeah, that's the joke people are making. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole thing that that I I believe Harrison wrote about this team making Kobe proud. Um, that's a whole other. You could do a whole podcast. I, on I that. mean, imagine um, there's a game seven and, wear, and they wear those uniforms, right? Like that's good yeah. to have in the back pocket. I mean, this technically is still the season that that Kobe died, mm-hmm. um, and it would just be <laughs> be crazy going from that that what happened in January to them winning the championship. It's you know sometimes the sports gods work in mysterious ways, so we'll see what happens. All right, man. There's going to be four games between oh, now and next man. Tuesday. We will be on Tuesday night. There could be a sweep. So if there is a sweep, whether it's the Heat or the Lakers, we'll be on. You know what? I have an idea. And I don't know if you'd be cool with this. I don't even know if Harrison would be cool with this because he might have to work and we all might be celebrating. But if there is a sweep, I suggest every podcaster on Lakers, Silver Screen and Roll, jump on a Zoom and we would just record that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, like just I really ev- think that'd everyone be like a little celebration. Yeah. Everyone on the network jumps on a Zoom and we just record that and we post that. Um, I think that should happen if the Lakers win the championship anyways. But if it does happen on our night... Whether it's game four or game seven, which we will, if, we, if there is a oh, game seven, we, we'll be we, the post game. We get game seven? Yeah. Oh, man. So I just think it's a great idea to have everybody jump on and kind of wrap up the, the celebrate together if it happens or, you know what, commiserate together if that's the way that, that goes. That'd to. be awesome. But yeah. before next Tuesday, October 6th, what uh, do you think, man? Like, I think the safe like answer is 2 2, right? Uh, yeah. I'll say Lakers 3-1. I think they'll be up 3-1. Okay. I'm going to go I'm going to go safe just cuz I really do think it's going to go 2-2 and then finish 4-2. Okay. That's fair. I will th- I think the Lakers in 6. Um, you know what's awesome is like looking at the schedule and not even look, caring about when they're on the road or when they're at home like it's just like who cares, right? They're just playing in Orlando. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go 2-2 and I'll go total four to two lakers what about you you say you say three to one i say yeah i how does, yeah i say six games also i think miami probably wins that three one game um okay what about what about finals mvp predictions oh i like this how about this finals I mean, mvp uh, prediction and so uh, and then a prediction of someone not named bam jimmy ad or lebron because like you said we get those weird mvps sometimes Hmm, that's a good so, question. Who you think is going to win the finals that MVP, and then kind question. of like a like a crazy pick, also. Like the Andre Iguodala pick. Yes, yes, yes. Like when he won the final exactly. or won the MVP. Oh man! I mean, the first person that came to mind was Rondo. Can <laughs> 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 you imagine if this Lakers season finishes with Rondo winning the NBA Finals, finals MVP? Rondo. Wow. Yeah, I mean, if he if he wins Finals MVP, the Lakers should give him another another two year contract. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna go with Rondo. Oh, Why not? Wow, okay. I'm gonna go with Rondo. I think he's gonna average nine assists a game. Shit. Um. Um. Man, I don't even know why I asked this question. If I didn't even have anyone in mind. Um. 
Let's go Danny. I know, let's I go thought wild. Picking, let's I thought go picking wild. Danny Green. He, sh he silences all the haters. And he just catches that's fire. More likely. He just catches fire. Like you said, he has... I would say that's more likely. He has those like five three-pointer games or something where they just can't stop him. He's done it before in the season where he's like made eight yeah. threes or something, you know? You know, I mean, it could, and you know what? It really only needs to happen like twice in the closeout sure. games. If he does that, that's what that's what writers remember. That's what the people voting remember. It's what he did in the closeout game. So if he does it to close out the series, I wouldn't be surprised. I think that's more realistic than Rondo. But I'm just trying to be <laughs> as optimistic as I can. Well, all right, man. Uh, Alex Regla, at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. Subscribe to his newsletter, The Throwdowns. You can check it out on Twitter. I'm at, I'm at Alex Padilla, 86 on Twitter. Uh, I'll be tweeting a lot about Padres because we've never made the playoffs that I can remember. It's oh, been 14 congrats. years, but I will thank you. And I really do hope that the Padres and Dodgers play each other in the next round. Fun. If they both win, yeah. that'd be awesome. Um, but until then, Alex, any final words? Go Lakers. Go Lakers. Talk to you next week.